What's up? It's Alex. Today on Hella Humanities, two class of 2023 students are going to be joining me to talk about their first year in college, how it's going, what they wish they would have known when they were in high school, and they even get to ask me some questions that I will embarrassingly answer. So stick around. Azan and Amri coming right back on Hello Humanities. Welcome back on Hello Humanities. Today, we have two very special guests, former students, Azan Patel and Amrit Chima. Gentlemen, it's so wonderful to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having us. I've been looking forward to this. Um, ever since like you sent me that message, I was like, because I've been like a listener of the podcast like when you first started it. Having received the message, I was like, no way. Like <laughs> This is like a great opportunity to like be able to talk about like transition to college from high school and like how different the experiences are. I'm sure like Amrit can also like talk about that, but in a different way since like he's going to a community college versus where I'm going like a UC. Yeah, um, my uh, experience was different from Azan. Definitely, I, I was like, whoa, Mr. Robbins and a podcast, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah, those are some uh, really interesting questions and I'm looking forward to share my experience here at uh, College of Marin. And uh, um, I'm, I'm also uh, want to. I'm looking forward to hearing Azan's experience, uh, how it's been in a UC, like how that differs from like a community college. I'm in like sort of a local area, but he's like away from family, and he's in a dorm. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. Awesome! Thank you both so much for being here. So, let's start with sort of your general experience so far in terms of college. Amrit, actually, let me start with you. you. You noted, obviously, you're in local community college, College of Marin. That's sort of our, our school's local spot, along with another um, junior college up north in Sonoma. Can you just maybe talk so far about how it's going and what your, what your experience has been so far, I guess? Yeah, um, transitioning from high school to community college, I, I sort of noted uh, mainly like three different uh, surface level uh, differences that, that how how uh, high school approaches teaching and uh, how college uh, sort of structures their uh, teaching format. One of the things is like obviously uh, there's a higher level of education. There's more prerequisite knowledge. You get the sense that you're an adult and not everything is structured out for you. You don't have to take like you don't have to take um, music if you don't want to, unless you're interested in it, or there's sort of the direction. You, you, everyone's applying for their majors or everyone knows where they want to get to because they're financially responsible for the education. Nice. Azan, what about you? How, how are you experiencing UC Davis? I'm in a similar sense to Amri. Like so far, it's been a really good experience. Um, I think the biggest reason for that is probably because of the independence, like being away from home. I don't have like my parents looking over me. I don't have people telling me what to do. I make my own schedule. Like I go to class when I want, if I want. And I also get to choose my classes. The biggest thing about the UC system is it goes by fast. We're on a quarter schedule. So every quarter is 10 weeks versus a semester schedule being on 16 weeks. Um, I just finished midterms in week three. So we have two weeks of like relaxing. We don't have any midterms, nothing to stress about. 
And then week three comes around and I'm like starting 10 hours a day. I have a chem midterm in the morning. I have a calc midterm in the afternoon. And the next day I have like engineering midterm. It's crazy. But the good thing about the UC system is you have the opportunity to take so much more classes and like really use the opportunity that they give you to like make the most of your time in college. Like um, luckily I'm in the college of engineering where we don't have a unit cap. So I'm right now taking 21 units versus the other colleges um, have a unit cap where it's either like 15, anywhere to like 20 units per quarter. And it makes it difficult when like I'm taking 21 units and like all my friends are taking like 15 units trying to like balance my schedule between like taking all these classes, studying and like also enjoying my time in college. So it's like been a struggle in that sense, but also like there's a lot of resources that I'm provided with that like makes it easier. A big surprise was the difficulty of the classes. Like, as I said, um, I just finished a chem midterm that I was studying for like 10 hours a day for like a couple days before it. And in high school, I never did that. Like I would just show up to school, take the exam, get like an A or B, be fine with it. It wouldn't really like affect my grade too much. But now in college, these exams are worth like 30, 40% of my grade. And like, if I don't do so well, it kind of like messes up my grade for the whole quarter. I'm like, I have to rethink about how like I'm going to take classes for the next quarter. Because if I don't pass these classes, it affects my future schedule as well. Can I ask a question, Azan, actually to that? And, mm-hmm. and you can answer this and then Amrit, if you have anything to add in this, that'd be awesome. But this question about the expectation of work and class in college, to me, that's the one sort of unifying piece of feedback that I've heard from students when they come back to, to school and we, we chat about this, is that college is so much harder uh, in mm-hmm. many ways than high school. And so you noted, of course, that there are fewer kind of assessments. And so that's one of the hard things is that it's based on fewer stuff. Is there or less stuff? Is there anything, any other sort of reason or sort of advice you would give to students in, in school now who are, you know, maybe shirking on studying or as you said, like some kids are just really good at school and can kind of come in and, and do well, or, or at least relatively well. But I think like college is, is, is definitely a different experience. So can you maybe speak to that, Azan? Me in high school, most of the times, I didn't really feel the need to study. But then sometimes I would find myself like needing to study for like specific like classes where like I might have been falling behind. And I feel like those like having done that in high school where like I did have to study sometimes helped me in college because like I knew how I like to study. I knew what helped me. Like I preferred watching videos rather than reading textbooks. I just knew that coming into college. So like already having known that, it made studying in college a lot easier versus someone who has no idea how they prefer to learn. Setting that up in high school is a big thing, I think. Um, yeah, if I may add to that. So you mentioned that uh, college is, mentioned is usually harder than uh, uh, the high school. Um, main reasons why usually it's harder because like I mentioned before, there's a lot of prerequisite knowledge. Like if you're taking Calc 3, you, you need to know concepts from Calc 2 and Calc 1. Um, and if your teacher did an exceptional job at Calc 2, um, you usually will do a really good job at Calc 3. <clears throat> so there's a lot. It's not that the class is harder. It's just that the, 
the knowledge difference. Like you need to know algebra. You need to have have uh, all those skills mastered before. Uh, sort of for me, I, I don't I don't see how um, uh, like it's harder. Like either the in any other way rather than just the prerequisite knowledge that you're supposed to have so mm. it, for me it's a similar like the things i've done in the past they, they work the methods of studying um they're they're all the same in high school whether you're taking algebra one whether you're taking uh calculus whether you're taking statistics history um the how you're gonna study uh it's gonna depend on uh just you i don't find that uh challenging nice but, and it sounds like both of you sort of are speaking to this idea of of how studying and how you are approaching classes in high school can really impact the way you're experiencing the same things in college and um Amrit, i i appreciate your point about sort of what you're bringing in and azan i love that you're noting that actually in some ways the times where things were actually you kind of fell behind those things actually helped um and both of you mentioned calc and algebra and engineering so my next question um is what are you guys studying and how did you kind of end up getting to that place how did you decide that i want to um amrit i'll start with you how what are you kind of focusing on right now and and uh and what's the the focus long term machine learning or AI or something like that. It as a, it's, it's computer science, but I, I got, I knew I wanted to do computer science, but I just got more specific. So main reasons uh, why is um, like stuff like ChatGPT, um, that's the, all the AI that's coming out. I, I see a demand of this in, in the future. And also, um, thing that people miss about AI it, that it's it's been around here forever. Uh, there there was something I, I I see your face. There was something called like knowledge bases that that that's a form of AI and like machine learning. Uh, but uh, the thing is, we just got computers. We got like these computational models that got faster and faster. This, the ideas around AI and uh, machine learning have been around for. Um, Ever, I, I, but back to my point, I see a demand in the field, and that's why I want to do computer science. Also, I just find it interesting that it it's like the basics, it's the fundamentals of like problem solving, and that's really what I want to do. Like in math, like you make formulas or or, or whatever, but you don't get the computational power to. There's a lot of stuff that problems that require a lot of computation there's no way around it like if you want to like not right now your like i don't know if you've heard but they're trying to decode brain waves and everything and if you can do that sort of in the future obviously it's it's a projection in the future you can more you can deeply understand like psychology and uh, stuff like that and even start to understand how history works to try to find patterns and stuff like that. Because all the social science sciences focus on the human experience. If you, if you can solve um, or better understand the human mind, all that stuff is gonna trickle down and how you're gonna approach history 
all these other uh, social sciences. And that's, that's how I see future of AI as uh, it's, it's gonna allow us to approach uh, the already the, the hard problems of like history and uh, sociology and uh, stuff that, that's very abstract and uh, allow us to better understand human society and what decisions uh, to make, uh, what effects, uh, what's the probability of the effects it's gonna have. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's a little bit about what I think I wanna study. I love that you brought the humanities back into this computer science and AI. I can't think of a better uh, frame for Hello Humanities. Azan, what about you? So um, at Davis, I'm studying biomedical engineering. Hopefully, um, my goal is to like either do some research in like cancer research or tissue engineering, some sort of like medical like implication, like med application of engineering in the medical field where I can like apply like theoretical like math and like problem solving to real world to like make a difference in like people's lives to like ultimately like help people and like just create a better future. Cause like medicine historically has like been one of the ways in which humans have like been able to create the world that we have now. It's like saved lives. It's gotten us past like industrialization. It's helped like expand our like knowledge. So like, I just want to help like that process. That's awesome. And I want to note for the people out there who don't know, I am a history teacher and I taught both of you in AP US history. And I want to ask maybe this question, which is as two people who obviously more think about things, I remember you used to have arguments about math problems in class or before class. Uh, you obviously famously used your final project after the AP test to come up with the algorithm that explained uh, Tecumseh's curse out into the future. One of my favorite, favorite projects ever. It was so good. Um, but tell me that, like, as two people who are, and Azan, I'll start with you, as two people who are different minded when it comes to your studies and what you want to do, what is it that grab that, I guess, grabbed you about AP US history or history generally? What, what was it that kept you kind of engaged and, and interested? Because both of you were fantastic in class. Well, at first, it was just another class to take in high school. Like, I'm like, okay, AP US history, I got to take this, got to get that AP credit, right? Got to boost my GPA. Like, got to get into the, these good colleges. But then, like, day one, just to be honest, it was you. Like, the energy you brought to the class, like, the way you made the class feel, like, the discussions we would have with each other, I think was the big thing collaborating like having those like debates with other students being able to like challenge each other I think really made the environment like I wanted to speak like I'm like this is what he's saying I don't agree here's why someone else is saying something that's similar to me I agree here's another reason why like there's just so much perspective and like nuance with like AP US history that I feel like we don't get in other classes like for example in like biology like you just know like oh, the mitochondria produces energy for the cell. There's no debating that. There's no like being like, oh, like this person, is he like a good person or is he a bad person? Like in the context of the time, like there's so much nuance with like history that like we really like need to consider that grasp me in the class. It would be amazing if you, by the way, jumped in and argued that mitochondria does something <laughs> different than, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. Uh, Amrit, what yeah. about you? What, what, what yeah, brought um, you toward that? 
I think it's just because Azan was taking it and um, it was another class and I was like, AP, AP US history, let's take an AP class, my first AP class or, or whatever. I think Azan perfectly like recapped that, the, the, the debate side, thinking, it's more like thinking like a statistician almost. So what are all your different variables? What effects those variables have? It's it's really you can decode it uh, down to its most basic elements, <clears throat> and uh, argue, like for example, which which things, which variables, like I, I like to call them, but which things have the most effect on this outcome, or what is the uh, most important thing um, that happened during this time period and you can get a lot more. Uh, and then how you discuss that is using facts and uh, reasoning rather than, uh, there's a lot more reasoning in the social sciences than in um, like uh, the natural sciences like math, math or physics or mathematics or something. Um, I really like the debate, the Socratic method where you're able to discuss with other people because that's really how like most people will learn is using um, discussions and making educated guesses about like the world around us, how history works, what's the, what's the relationship. Uh, history like a lot focuses a lot more on the relationships rather than the facts. Like in order to pass the AP exam, to understand the questions, you need to know what happened in history. But to pass the AP test, you need to understand the relationships between those uh, events. And um, that, that is, uh, for me, was huge. Understanding the uh, relationships between uh, how the social, economic, and the political aspect all um, influenced events. And those events are not important by themselves. What's uh, important is how, what variables caused, um, like if there's a, a lot, was a lot, like taxes, for example, taxes plus war, we get American <laughs> Revolution. That's right. I love this so much. Um, yeah, it's understanding how human society works in general. Um, it's, it's a part of the social uh, sociology, actually, I think, uh, the history, but yeah, definitely introducing a new perspective, new approach to solving abstract problems is where I see value in history. First of all, I want to note that I did not put you up to those answers. Uh, and I appreciate uh, Azan, the, the lovely things. Honestly, I that class, I remember sixth period A push that year was such a magical class. Also, like I think the makeup of that class, I remember it being incredibly interesting to be part of that class as a as another like not just facilitator but i feel like as another member of the class it was so fun to to hear that i remember some really heated conversations around around our old friend john brown and i remember which side amrit was on john brown did nothing wrong he did nothing wrong um or or maybe he did everything wrong um but either way um i appreciate those those answers so much gents let me ask this because i we're sort of talking about high school how would you, and um, Azan, I'll start with you, how would you describe high school? Like, especially in looking back, is there, is there something 
that you sort of look back and see it differently? Is there something that you wish maybe you had known that you know now when you were in high school? So for me, I would really divide my high school experience into three parts. Like I have pre-COVID, like freshman year, where I was just getting used to high school, like meeting new people, like hanging out with my friends after school, like taking like general classes. And then I have like COVID, like pandemic alone in my room over Zoom, how we are now. And then after COVID, junior and senior year. Freshman year really wasn't all that special. Like I it was, not, it was nice in the sense where like I made my core high school friends, which was probably a big thing. But then COVID kind of, it was just like a gap where like I'm learning online. It was just like a time that happened, not nothing special. But then after COVID, it was like the big time. It's junior and senior year. I'm applying for colleges, taking all these AP classes, taking dual enrollment classes, really like having to grind, preparing for college, which... And the, that whole college application process kind of consumed those like, junior and senior year for me, which is something I look back at and just think I could have spent more time like having fun, really enjoying that time rather than like purely just putting everything to college because college is important, but it's not everything. Like where you go to college isn't everything, not really try and like not end up in the place that they want to move. Versus like someone who's going to community college or like a local college can easily like really apply themselves, get exactly what they need and like be successful. And like, that's the big thing I've realized in college is really what you do with your time and like how efficient you are. That's a very interesting question because looking back at my high school, it was structured all for me. I, there was only a limited amount of classes. There was only, um, you had to take a set amount, like six or seven classes. You couldn't, there was a class every day and um, I didn't have the time to, if, if it was like to really under, um, if it was how, 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 if I, if I can't think of a good example to give you, um, but like there was a, we're covering new subjects, the next class and you're sort of doing the homework uh, and understanding the subject in, as you go and I wanted to take edit my own pace. I wanna, I wanna uh, do the uh, like the reading or understand it better or all the history around it. How, how like um, yeah, just more time. I just needed more time in when taking classes rather than just like here's lesson two point one. We we covered it today in class. Let's move on to lesson two point two. Uh, that was sort of like, uh, that's what I would change in the high school curriculum. If if I was like a teacher, I would make it like uh, lesson today's week objective. And we're covering like two things, Tuesday and Thursday. And we're going to have all these activities uh, to sort of demonstrate uh, what I'm trying to teach you. Uh, that's if, if I was a teacher, that's probably what I would do. That's very fun to think about, too. Uh, you would be you would be a fantastic teacher, man. I say both of you would be wonderful. But I I that's such a I love that. Um, that's good advice, Amrit. Thank you. Yeah, I I try to definitely include like activities like you already do. I remember like making those cards in the factories and like um, there's a lot of activities in A Push, which was really fun. It stood out to me uh, from other classes. 
as well because in other classes it, it would be the same like read the book and then we'll have a quiz on at the end of the week and um it was a uh, yeah <clears throat> that's that's my high school experience as as in like friends uh, I mean I have definitely a lot of a lot of time like outside of school definitely a lot of time was put into sports uh for me and um yeah which I don't regret uh it's definitely um I think I've gained like a new skill like I was in the wrestling team now I'm doing jiu-jitsu and uh, it's really fun getting to meet new people. Like I've created, I've created so many relationships to the gym I go to because we we talk around, we sit around, and I met this construction dude who wants to hire me, but I don't have time. And actually, <clears throat> they were talking about just like life advice. A lot of them are suggesting going to trade school, which is I haven't thought about it, but. If if I was a person who was <clears throat> really into like uh like DIY projects or something like that, and um it, it, I could go to trade school, but it's not something I heard of. And like talking to people and the advice they're giving to you, and making new connections, stuff like that. Um, yeah, sports was really fun, and that's like sort of my high school experience was just learning that way the lesson 2.1 2.2 and uh that's the like the biggest like uh regret i have in high school is taking more time to study on my own Mm. and just the balance it sounds like what you're what you're saying and i think the similarity for both of you sounds like this idea of taking the time enjoying the time finding ways to get away from the sort of similarly paced scheduling it sounds like scheduling a lot of it too right and um not to mention just the idea of the way that you're kind of boxed in right like you come into high school there's kind of an expectation you've as on as you noted you've made your friends um although i appreciate the way that you split up uh pre pandemic during pandemic post pandemic um because those were obviously true differentiated moments but ultimately it's just to be able to sort of spread out meet new people make new relationships and again as you're saying both of you find the way that you do your work the best and the way that you structure really um, schedule your life the best so I want to end with this is first of all thank you both I want to also ask if you have any questions now that you have me on uh, a formal podcast situation that I will likely be playing for others. Do you have any questions for me looking back, looking ahead, or just generally as a, as a teacher who, who knows you and, and, uh, and hopes you'll ask something kind? Yeah, I had a, had a few questions actually. Oh, um, a few? So, okay. Um, what do you do outside of school? <laughs> Well, besides record this podcast, I have a family. I have a a wife. I have a daughter. I have a dog. And as you may remember, I live in Berkeley and I teach in Marin in San Rafael. So a lot of driving back and forth during the week, but also, you know, trying to get outside. I like to read. Uh, I like 
to record this podcast. I like to hang out with friends, especially shout out to your friend and mine, Dave Tao, one of the greats. Of course. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's mostly what I do outside. And obviously yeah. grading DBQs and LEQs as much as yeah. possible. As much as I possible. mean, like uh, you bring in the guitar um, and that shocked me. Like, do you have like hobbies? Uh, uh, what, what are your hobbies? Well, you know, I used to be in a band and I would definitely play the guitar from time to time. I don't play it as much as I probably should and wish I did, but ultimately I definitely go to shows, love music. Um, I'm re we live in a very, very expensive place. I'm really just trying to save money. Mm -hmm. So any of that is helpful. <laughs> just, you know, spending more time, not spending money is really where I'm yeah. kind of focusing. Yeah. I just wanted to, um, Get a little, uh, know, know you a little bit more, but um, so an actual question this time. Uh, are there any uh, his like uh, historical figure, like whoever? Is there any person that um, you can you get a lot of your philosophy from? Like how to, like you know, it could be some old guy in 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 like Italy or something, or it can be some someone here. But how like who do you find interesting? Uh, who do you listen to uh, to get uh, how you approach different problems and stuff like that? Man, that's such a good question. I, I think one beautiful thing about A-Push is that I'm constantly being reintroduced to some really incredible thinkers and people throughout our history who have had different arguments, different experiences. My philosophy has kind of changed over the years in many ways just as I get older, just as I meet new people, I kind of understand things a little bit differently. I think that in many ways I've become more ideological the older I've gotten, which is weird because you would think it would be kind of more pragmatic, but I, I don't know. There's something about the ideological that to me is so important. We were reading W.B. Du Bois today, which you guys remember as this sort of pure argument around your ideals, right? You cannot fight for pragmatism when what you're really doing is you are basically submitting to the rest of society. You must go for the things that you deserve and you believe you deserve and that it just destroys your self-respect if you don't. And I, I definitely gravitate toward that, but I'm really also kind of understanding the more I read about the relative importance and the real difficulty of someone like Booker T. Washington who has to basically argue that for pragmatic purposes, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And sometimes that's making trade-offs and choices. So I feel like in some ways I'm moving more ideologically, but then these things will just snap me back to like, ooh, but like, what about in reality? And so I love, I love kind of old older philosophers and and also I think modern educators and people who are really thinking about what is what does this stuff look like on the ground what does it look like in classrooms because mm -hmm. as you're as you're even saying with your answer around around the format of school I think school does not have to be 2.1 2.2 is there is generally depending on the school I will note no real necessity toward doing that except that it's easier and it's been set up in some ways as a framework 
to teach. And so I think in many ways, teachers, we tend to fall back to those things because it feels a little safer. It feels a little easier than to manage the rest of class, which we know classroom management and just dealing with students and, and helping students and seeing how different levels are, are, of students are, are, are learning or reacting. So much of that goes into the teaching process that in some ways having this sort of simple framework is just an easier way for many teachers to approach it. I will note, however, that that doesn't mean it's good. And so I think that your recognition of what you might do, I think is something you should really think about because I think you would be such a great teacher, Amrit. Thank um, you. Yeah. Um, and so put it, you know, I know, I know we're, we're, we're looking to, to AI and, and that, but you know, maybe, maybe a computer science teacher, maybe, you know, certainly math. I, I wish I, you were my math teacher when I was in high school. Um, but yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah. Um, how's you, uh, I'll, I'll ask one more question and then I'll let Azan, Azan take it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But I was, I was sort of looking, um, do you, we, like, like, you know, um, you're a fantastic teacher, uh, but no, uh, I mean, Ooh, but, oh no, <laughs> hold up. I didn't mean to say, but what do you say? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, who do you get how to teach from? Like, is it something that's personally developed as you think about the classroom and you sort of like see what you want, uh, what you would want if you were a history teacher? Or do you look at like, let's say David Tao as, a, as an inspiration or uh, where do you get this from that how to, how to structure your class? First of all, that's a fantastic question. Um, and I would say my answer is both. And I both have a way of thinking about how I want my classroom to be structured and how, what I want my students to kind of get out of it, but I absolutely can't thank the incredible educators I've been able to kind of get into their classrooms and see. Dave Tao is a perfect example. Uh, he's gonna be very uncomfortable when he listens to this, but I remember actually my student teaching, I did my student teaching at this school as well. And I would go into his room and just watch. And I learned so much just by observing because I really got a sense of like, these are the values that he's bringing to the classroom. And no matter what class you're teaching, if you are that type of educator, then it doesn't really matter what you're teaching. Like, I'm sure you guys can agree that a good teacher it's not necessarily about what they're teaching, it's how they're teaching it. And so in many ways, it's about the classroom, it's about the vibes, it's about the, the camaraderie, it's about the relationships, as, as both of you sort of noted, one of the great things about, about you know, growing up and becoming an adult is the relationships you're, you're establishing and creating and, and fostering and, and, and holding on to. And so watching Tao teach was not about what he was teaching. It was the way he approached students. It was the way that he commanded the space in a very humble, awkward, charming kind of Dave Tao way. And I just was, I was really impressed by that, but also noted that that is him and that I can be me and that I can be myself. And that in itself is in fact, kind of 90% of the game. So it's, it's, and of course, also, I think it's about 
pivoting toward who you're teaching, who's in the class. As I noted before, like our class, you know, was a incredibly diverse, interesting, different perspectives, different experiences, different political sort of ideologies. And so it was super fun to be in those, that room, but also to really recognize that I had to be thoughtful about the way that I responded to students, that I helped support students, that I brought different students into the conversation because I wanted to make the conversation that much more rich. Azan, what about you? You have a question or? Okay, I kind of wanted to turn one of the questions back on to you. Oh, as me and Amri are also college students, what advice would you give to us as we are also just starting off our college journey? Honestly, I think you guys are doing it, which is, I would say this is going to be one of the times in your life that you are going to remember forever. And college is such an incredible opportunity, one that many, many people do not get. And for whatever reason, here we are in the space-time continuum in this moment where you have the opportunity to, to get some higher education for, you know, and wherever you are. It's just something to really hold on to and recognize how lucky in the fate of human, ex of human civilization, how, how rare it was to be able to get that type of education and be in a space that fosters that type of conversation, education, experience. So part of my advice goes back to what you said earlier around high school, which is have fun, take classes, take risks, try stuff, screw up, try again, set boundaries, make decisions, like just learn how to be in the world because high school in some ways is still, there's still a frame, back to Amrit's point, there's still a frame around everything that you're doing. There's still sort of a, a system and an expectation. And the beauty of this moment for both of you is you get to decide what that path is going to be. And you get to take some steps down that path and go, ooh, I didn't, uh, and then turn around and go a different way. And yeah. it's, I just, I love, I love that you asked me that because it's really, really, really a wonderful experience that I think, I think it's not good to take, to take for granted. Yeah, um, one of the things I've learned also is, uh, I know I'm, I'm around with my coworkers and uh, they're, they're in their like 30s and uh, 40s. They're a lot more uh, mature than me, but um, some of them are still taking uh, the college classes, which, and the sort of the takeaway I get from it is that uh, education is not something that, you know, you do it in your 20s you forget about it it's it has to be some sort of like a lifelong process where you're either discovering things by yourself or you're you can go to a community let's say i um i wanted to take uh next semester i was taking trying to get uh more into auto that's not something i need to like do in major my for my major but yeah, last time my car broke down, I had to pay three hundred dollars, and I like two hundred of it was labor, and I'm like, that's just like unacceptable. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this thing, or read some sort of book or a manual. Or if if there's a community class which I can just do for free, then why not do 
So uh, I sort of look at it, my perspective on college has changed a little bit rather than just being out and sort of graduate uh, from college. And um, the perspective of like, it's a lifelong thing. And then, um, and that's gonna help you uh, in your job. You're gonna learn in your job. Like most people just think I just get this job, right? That's how I shouldn't say most people, that's how I used to think is uh, I just get this job and then I work for 10 years and get this amount of money. But there's also, you get to learn stuff in your job and you got to make conversation with your coworkers. And uh, yeah, I, my perspective on education has changed uh, a little bit on uh, when, when I was in high school and uh, not, now that I'm in college. And I think that's a perspective worth having. Well, I think on that, gentlemen, Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a wonderful conversation. I miss the both of you. Come visit anytime. And I'm, I, I'm around. Okay. I, I, I'm, uh, I actually go there for uh, wrestling practice. I'm like assistant coach. Oh, so, nice, dude. Then come, to, come by, come around. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll meet you and uh, say what's up. And yes. Leave. <laughs> That's either way. You got to wrestle. Azan, wonderful to see you as well, man. It was wonderful to see you. Um, I'll try to stop by during like some breaks. I'm not so close, but it, when I am. Absolutely. And you're a fellow East Bay, although you're kind of deeper East Bay yeah. um, into <laughs> Davis. Um, gentlemen, thanks so much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Azan and Amri. What a wonderful conversation that made me excited nervous, uncomfortable, and ultimately incredibly proud of these two dudes and what they've been doing so far. It's it's wonderful to, to talk to students. I'm really excited to keep this series going when I talk to former students and see how they're doing and what advice they can give. So thanks so much for sticking around and listening to Hello Humanities. We will be coming back with more episodes with former students. So from me, Alex, and everyone at Hello Humanities, Thanks so much. Peace.